Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me, back from the Great White North, is Derek Spesh. Hello. You're back from the meanest link. <laughs> I am. I survived. You're alive. <laughs> I have all my body parts. I'm a little worse for wear, though. Well, to all the people <laughs> that sent in applications to replace Derek, sorry to say, yeah, <laughs> applications denied. Derek came back, but we will keep them on hand just to <laughs> Keep in them case. on file. Just just in case. Slide them right here into the bottom drawer. Yeah. <laughs> right next to the garbage, but not in the garbage. <laughs> you had a good time? I did. It was it was pretty good. And we'll talk about it later. Good, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it a little later there and uh, see what's going on. Uh, you missed all the Raptors. Uh... I, well, I, I was home for the final game for the Raptors, but I was tired. I just... I went to bed. You went to bed. Yes. Oh, it was grand. It was glorious. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> I think I was working. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I'm not a big basketball fan, but if it's a Toronto-based team sort of thing. In Any the finals, finals playoff. Like, yeah. I, I don't watch a lot of sports, but if it's Olympics or if it's a Stanley Cup playoff or, yeah. you know. Any, yeah, that any, sort of thing. is any, any big stuff. It's like. Especially it, Toronto You can't teams, help right? but watch. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't help but watch. So I'd go up and watch the last, like quarter or something like that and just to see everybody go nuts yeah. at the end and that sort of deal so hmm. that was cool they we were hoping they would win the monday because uh one of the guys that it worked was a home with, game it was a home game he had actually had tickets he was at the oh game. nice and that's the one they were lost by one point yeah and he's like it was oh, tight <laughs> yeah so ah what are you gonna do yeah. at least they won uh wow a lot of things have happened well, you haven't been here in almost three weeks I haven't, so... We haven't recorded, because the last thing we were together for was to record with Andy Kevin and, and Kevin. Andy. Yeah. 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 And that was... Got and we three got three shows out of, out of them. Last week in... Last Thursday in May, in May and then yeah. 6th and 13th June. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was yeah, three weeks ago, man. Yeah, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh-huh. Wow. And then now we're back again and ready to get on with this. And ne- you're not here next week. I'm not here next week. So who's who's standing in for me next week? John Van Berger, ah, our foreign correspondent. foreign correspondent is going to step yeah. in because he's been down in Texas doing some yes, stuff. Yes, he's been doing some tripping in Texas. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of neat stuff down there. So uh, it'd be interesting to have his take. It's too bad I'm not here to listen to the interview, but uh, eh, I got something. I think do. he's aiming for your job anyway. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Let's <laughs> <laughs> switch off every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to have him on Skype and uh, get him all in here. Perfect. We're, we're going to chat about that sort of thing. Yeah. So we got you covered, buddy. Yeah. We got you covered. <laughs> you go, well, you're, you're going on a motorcycle trip or something. I am. So, uh, last February on the presidential traverse, we, uh, went up into the white mountains and saw Mount, went climb up, climbed up Mount Washington as part of the, you know, the, that, that series of peaks that we did. And, uh, you get a sippy, you got a spilly glass there is pouring water all over yourself. Uh, that's okay. So, uh, we did that. And, uh, so me and a different group of buddies, we're going to drive down by motorbike. We're going to do you know, upper New York state and Vermont and you know, New Hampshire and stuff like that. And Lake drive Placid up. and whatnot. Yeah. Lake yeah. Placid. And so and we're going to end up on top of Mount Washington on the motorbikes and then back up North through Quebec and back home. So it's just a cool. little quick trip Sunday till Thursday or something. Yeah. It's a yeah. nice, nice drive. Yeah. Yeah. If the weather be holds, you're a beautiful drive. Oh yeah. We did yeah. that in, uh, well, Trace and I did that, uh, wow, 20 some years ago now. Oh yeah. Yeah. We went down through... Um, New York, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Vermont. New what Hampshire, time of year did you go? Halloween. Ah, we were in perfect. Salem, so the fall Salem, colors Massachusetts and... at Halloween. Nice, right? So yeah, all the fall colors down through there mm-hmm. and everything. Wow, yeah, phenomenal, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. 
And then, yeah, and then we uh, came up through up towards Quebec and then, or actually we ended up coming straight up towards my, uh, Ottawa. Okay. And then back mm-hmm. across yeah. and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's really nice, really nice to be traveling mm-hmm. and do it on motorcycles like that. Oh yeah. That'll be it's awesome. Fantastic. Buddy. You're going to have a good, a good a time. A lot of twisty turns and yeah. it should be fun. Yeah, it's you know it's a really good toury place, mm-hmm. like uh, twi- like with the twisty turns, roads yeah. and stuff like that. Oh yeah, up and down the the hills and mm-hmm. through, uh, you'll you'll enjoy. Look that. forward to it. Cool. Uh, and what's well while you were out gallivanting around the countryside, what did I do? Uh, Camper Christina and Sue from Sue's Outdoor Crew, uh, we went into Gun Lake in the Halliburton Water Trails. Oh okay, yes, yeah, uh, just an overnighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camper Christina had asked, hey, you know, cause we we're going to go do a day paddle, um, the week before you left. Yeah. And that's when the big thunder and lightning storms were happening. So he said, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, after calling for all of that, we're not going. Yeah. And there was some doozy storms came through that, uh, there were some, uh, tornadoes and stuff touched down. Quebec got nailed. Yeah. Like they, they yeah. Uh, there's a lot of damage in Quebec. Far side of Ottawa got hit. Yeah. 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 So we were supposed to be up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> Good call. <Yeah. laughs> hey, there goes your canoe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we went to the, uh, uh, up to Gun Lake. Uh, we did a put in, um, you, you, you park on, at Ren Lake, the Ren Lake access. So the parking lot there is 170 meter portage to the actual river. Too easy. Which you walk in a park. Put into, Yeah. And then there was just like another 154 meter portage yeah. and something like that. Like really small portages, right? Yeah. And yeah, you go up the nice little river and then you go across portage and across the bottom of uh, Raven Lake and then another portage into to Gun Lake and up the up the top of that where we had a site there. <clears throat> now, I don't know what your feelings are on this sort of thing and, and I'm sort of mixed about it, but when you're making a reservation at like Algonquin Park. Yes. You look at the lake you want to go to, there's like 10, uh, sites on the lake. So they only let 10 people mm-hmm. reserve for that lake. Yes. You don't reserve by, f- by site, you reserve mm-hmm. by lake. And basically first come, first serve of the sites. You, yeah. You know. But the Halliburton water trails, the sites are all numbered. So it's, you go on to reserve and you it's want. weird. Yeah. I want site number 94 on Gun Lake mm-hmm. sort of thing. And Unless people have been there and you can see pictures yeah. of it, you don't you're, know what you're You're getting. picking blind. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're sure to make sure you're getting a site, mm-hmm. but you don't know what you're getting. For all you know, you're getting something in the middle of a yeah. bog. Yeah. And it could have been damaged. It could have been destroyed. Yeah. It could have been bad campers. Who knows? And so it's it's one of those things that it uh, makes me a little bit nervous. It's, it's where research comes in handy. Mm-hmm. And so on a trip like that, I would, uh, in, in Halliburton Highland water trails, I'd be more tempted to, you know, high in Algonquin, you say, hey, let's go check out that site. Nobody's on it. I guarantee I'll be checking out sites in the Halliburton Highlands there, yeah. and those water trails. It's because you want to see, it's like, oh, okay, write that down. Number 92. Yeah. Make sure so that next time make you're heading note, up that this way. This is a great one to book type yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So if you got a map, you put a big mm-hmm. X through ones that are absolutely garbage. Yeah. Stay away and from that And circle one. the ones that you think, yeah, you know what? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you're booking a site, so it takes a little ones. bit of research. Yeah. But like I say, there's, there's more people going up that way these days that mm-hmm. can just say, Hey, has anybody been? And yeah, you might hopefully get some somebody feedback. will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's a good site to be on. Or mm-hmm. I used to go to that one all the time. Yeah. Uh, just down from us and you could hear it and actually see it was Brandy Falls. 
Okay. Uh, and there was enough water coming over because everything seems to be high water right now. Yeah, everything's high water. So there was enough water coming over and we did a little, little trip over there once we set up camp and all that sort of thing. And, um, like I said, we, it was just a one nighter we were going in for. So you get in there, uh, you know, get up there in the morning and paddle in nice, easy trip and you're not killing yourself because yeah. you're, you're racing to beat the, you know, you got a long route to go or anything. And then uh, set up camp and you're all ready to go. So everybody goes out for a paddle afterwards. And we headed over to Brandy Falls and checked it out, took some pictures and stuff. And we brought the fishing gear to, to do some fishing and stuff. But then we're realizing that everything on Gun Lake is all bass. Oh. Bass wasn't in season yet. Got it. Now Raven had trout, has trout. Okay. Uh, so I figured maybe I'll troll on the way out the mm-hmm. next day, right? And that's, that's, that's cool, but... um. So then we, yeah, we got back to camp and relaxed, made, uh, like sausages and potatoes and that for, for dinner cool. over the nice. fire and yeah. it was really good and sat around chit chatting. And then I did the, I showed, uh, them the, uh, strawberries with marshmallow fluff. Ah. Oh man. <laughs> if you go to Camper Christina's, um, YouTube channel yeah. and they have, she has part one and part two video of, okay. of, of our the trip. trip. Yeah. And uh, part two actually has. Uh, the, the, me showing how to make the strawberries mm-hmm. with the fluff and, and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I brought a whole bunch of strawberries, gone. Mm-hmm. All of them gone. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> yeah, they were, they're quite good. They're definitely yeah. good. And unfortunately for that was the, the Sobeys there that I got them at, uh, they only had the smaller strawberries. Oh, you need the okay. bigger ones yeah. if you're putting them on the skewers like I've got. Uh, but I mean, they still worked Yeah, and they were still great. I was just like, oh man, so good. (laughs) And then, yeah, you can hear the, the, the waterfalls at night when you're sleeping there sort of deal. I brought my bigger tent, which like I say, we didn't have a ton of gear uh, to bring in. So I brought my bigger marmot tent that I just picked up there last year and, uh, just to make sure it's all ready for the season and whatnot. And yeah, the next day we got up and had a quick breakfast and, um, well they did, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an oatmeal guy. Yeah. Give me my instant oatmeal first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I'm, I'm done. Maybe a coffee, but not always. Yeah. And, and I'm gone. I find it, it weird that like at home, there's days like, don't come between me and the fridge. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm constantly eating or snacking. Yeah. But when I'm out there, my appetite goes like right down. Yeah. Which there's, there's times where I'm forcing myself to eat because I know I got to get I something. I need something. Me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm sitting there and, and I'm waiting for somebody to make bacon and eggs and all that sort of, it's like, you know what? I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm just not going to eat. I'm, I'm done. I'm right. Re- I'm packing up and, and I'm going. Mm-hmm. So just a quick little, you know what? Boil some water, make me some, uh, you know, some of those, uh, instant oatmeal thing packets. Yeah. Get that into me. Maybe, maybe, uh, 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 muffin or a bagel or something with some butter on or peanut butter on yeah. it sort of stuff. Something that's really easy that I can just grab and go. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's my style is I like to just get up in the morning, yeah. pack stuff up, make my bread and gone mm-hmm. sort of thing. I, I'm not one of those people that like to hang around and, oh yeah, well I woke up three hours ago and I'm just finishing breakfast. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh man. Yeah. You know, I want to be out fishing or I want to be out exploring yeah. or, or I got the day to travel and that sort of stuff, right? It's some of the best times to be on the water, the, that first calm of oh, the morning yeah. with the yeah. sun's coming up and- Burning off the fog yeah. and, and all that sort of you stuff. You miss right? a lot. Yeah. And so, yeah, so <clears throat> they they were they had the bug tent. I actually used my bug jacket for the first time. Oh, yeah? I've had that bug jacket for a few years now 
and I always give it to other people to use. I've yeah. never actually used it. Mm-hmm. I actually used it <laughs> for really about an hour, hour oh, yeah. and a half yeah. uh, out of the whole weekend, but <laughs> I used it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, uh, that was something new. Uh, you definitely got to have like a baseball cap inside of it because otherwise it just hangs hold, on Yeah. Your, you need it to hold away from your skin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It hangs off your face. Right. And you're constantly moving it and pushing and it gets, ugh. And the big zipper in the front, you got to make sure you pull it out first so it doesn't trap your beard. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. You got to tuck that beard in yeah. and make sure it's far enough away yeah. when you, you zip it. Otherwise you're, you know, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, we, uh, we decided we were going to go the other way to go out. They do a big loop sort of thing, right? They were talking about, uh, I think it was 28 kilometer an hour gusts of wind. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, once you get out on that big lake, mm-hmm. if we're not leaving till a little bit later, because we're in no hurry to go, right? Yeah. If you're not leaving till later, by the time you get around to the bottom of Raven, and if, if unless you're looking at Raven, there's one long skinny bay that goes way up. Okay. And we've got to cr- uh, cut across that bay. Mm-hmm. So later in the afternoon- you know, those winds are just spiraling down that bay. Yeah. And they're going to hammer you. Yeah. Right. Well, so we we're just like, well, him and Han, I'm like, we can go, but I'm just warning you what's, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, of course they're, they're in their solo boats. Uh, Christina has her H2O, uh, solo and, um, Sue had a Kuwaitan okay. solo and they're using their kayak paddles. Mm-hmm. And I had my prospect, my 16 foot prospector. I was using a regular canoe paddle. Okay. And it's not a solo, solo boat. And I knew what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what though? It's, it's all part of it. You got to learn to do it. Yeah. You know, you got to, you can't expect great weather every yeah, trip exactly. you're going to be You got to learn right? to paddle in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, the elements, man. The bad conditions. Yeah. Uh, now there was supposed to be rain the night before and it sprinkled a bit, but there really wasn't anything. Well, that's good. So that was, that was really good. So you're not packing up wet gear. Yeah. Like yeah. That, right. And yeah, so we get out, we did the little portage into Raven and coming around and the winds started picking up. Oh yeah. So you, you, you pick the island across and you make a beeline across there and then you, you're out of the wind and you yeah. just rest for a bit and then you follow the island down the winds coming across the top of the island. So you're blocked. Yeah. Right. And then you're. Got to make the beeline across to the far shore, <laughs> knowing that when you get to the far shore, as you turn to face south, it's going to be coming from behind you. And it's helping you. And it'll, it'll push you. So mm-hmm. for a while, if you're angling across, it's going to hit you from the back side yeah. sort of thing. Port so yeah. you're, you're pretty good there. But the waves were starting to come up a bit. Yeah. Um, not, not too bad. And then we got across there. And then, yeah, once we got around, once you poke your nose around that one bay, that wind was coming straight down and hit us from the side. And I mean, yeah, it was, but you know what? It was, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a really big crossing at that point. Uh, and the, the river going back down to the put in was right there, yeah, which was really cool, but it was, it was a bit, uh, mm-hmm. tiring. It'd be challenging. Yeah. Well, cause you can't stop and go, okay, I'm just going to take a rest here. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> because you're flopping around in the wind. Because then you end up being pushed straight across yeah. to the far shore. Yeah. And then you got to cross the entire lake in one go with it coming straight exactly, at your yeah. side. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's just a no go at that point. Uh, yeah. And then we just uh, tootled down the river and we saw some, um, turtles were all sunning themselves and everything and nice, a nice clear, sunny day yeah. and all that. 
and yeah, we're all hanging out there and, you know, chatting and taking a couple of photos and some video and that. And like, nobody was even making a move to get to the shore. Yeah. No one, no one wanted to go. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but by the time we loaded up and all that sort of stuff and, uh, started heading out, uh, I know I was looking at some of the bigger lakes that we were passing and there were some big white caps start. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Was, we, we got off that one as time to go. right time and whatnot. <laughs> so, but no, you know, it was, it was a decent trip Yeah, and had a lot of fun out there. Some, you know, and uh, good chat and some laughs and stuff like that. And, um, I'd never been to Gun Lake on the water trails before, Halliburton water okay, trails yep, before. Yep. So it was nice to get somewhere new. And like I say, it's, it's nice to get new places and new paddling. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we've been doing, uh, Queen Elizabeth II Provincial Park and doing the Halliburton water trails and regular, instead of just like Algonquin Park all the time. Right? Yeah, I know. You get, yeah, yeah, like uh, for the longest time, I never thought of going to any other park. I just did Algonquin Park and that was it. Yeah. It was the, my go-to and. I never thought anything about it. And then after starting this podcast, I started trying out different locations, different areas. And then, you know, like people like Mike Burns say, hey, let's do a trip here. Let's do that. So you start seeing other areas and suddenly it's like, well, Algonquin Park is nice, but now I want to see these other places. Well, the thing with Algonquin Park is it's so crowded now. Well, it, it is crowded, but. I've always found that you do a couple of portages, get into the interior oh, yeah. of Gonquin, and then you're alone again. But there's a lot more people going those couple portages. So mm-hmm. your couple portages are now yeah. a couple and a couple. Yes. yes. You know, so the, the the two portages is now four portages to yeah. get away from everybody. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's still a really nice place to go. It is. Shoulder seasons are much better. Much better. Because they're, but yes. like this time of year, you're dealing with all the black flies and you do with black right? flies and then there's a the concern of, of jerks who want to wreck stuff, right? Yep. So there's uh there's been reports lately of windows being smashed up in Algonquin Park parking yep. lots and, you know, it's, you've had issues in the past with parking in the parking lot. So it's, it's. Lost it's, a tailgate. Yeah. A couple of tires flattened. Yeah. So it's, it, you just get a couple of idiots in there who just, hey, yeah. let's think it's fun to mess with people. Because they right? know there aren't the big crowds watching them. Yeah. 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 So unfortunately it's. So that, that stuff is becoming more commonplace and it's, uh, they're going to have to start putting in more security cameras. I think so. So, um, but speaking of other places to go paddling, everything's high water right now. Yes. Higher than normal. Exactly. You know what? Uh, Lake Ontario, I was reading a report last week. They have the highest on record water levels in Lake Ontario ever recorded. Center Island, downtown Toronto, yeah, is still flooded. Yep, like I've been seeing a lot of pictures of people paddling. Um, Warren from Mackay Paddle Surf, yep. he was down at the Rouge, and he's on because they do the stand up paddle boarding. Yeah, and they're showing pictures. People are showing pictures and, and stuff and video, and they're paddling. And when they zoom, like look down. They're over the road. So you're seeing the white, the yellow yeah. dash, like the yellow lines yeah. in the road. Mm-hmm. It's flooded that far up. That it's crazy. All the parking lot is underwater. Yeah. The boardwalks are underwater. Um, like when you go to Center Island, all these places that people are walking and stuff like that are all underwater. Yeah. So you can paddle through all these, <laughs> all these places that you usually yeah. have to walk, right? Yeah. It's crazy high. The water level is just crazy high. Yeah. So I decided uh, on Sunday, 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 <laughs> uh, I dropped uh, Trace and Ariana off at the airport. They flew out to Nova Scotia for a week. Yeah. 
and my son was working. So Father's Day, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go for a paddle up Duffins Creek. Okay. I got the canoe. I got the canoe pole in there and everything. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go up because I know there's a couple of uh, shallow spots yeah. up there with some rapids and like my, if you want to call them rapid, yeah. riffles, swifts, <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, get some practice in for the year doing the canoe polling and stuff like that. And not even close. Water too it high? It is so high. <laughs> like places I know to watch because I'm going to hammer my paddle into the ground. Yeah. No, Just, I'm, I'm like holding the paddle down and it's that hot. It's that deep wow. now. Yeah. That water is quite high. Yeah. Um, there are spots where you can go under a tree mm-hmm. and well, now you got to sort of lean back because that oh, tree that's over yeah, the river, exactly. you've got to actually duck now because yeah. you're going to smack your melon off of it. Yeah. And yeah, I went quite the ways up. Like a lot farther than usually you can go. Yeah. You know, before you're actually having to step out and drag your canoe and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. exactly. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people on the water. <laughs> and up, like I say, up and down the Rouge um, in Scarborough and, and whatnot, oh, okay, people yeah, are yeah. going up and yeah. down there as well. And yeah, just a, it's absolutely, it's just a hoot to watch people put their yeah. little things on there and, um, you know, their little videos and that and yeah. see them paddling over stuff, so. Yeah, it's crazy high water levels. It's uh, it's kind of surprising to see it so high. Yep. The stuff that you have to deal with. Some of the provincial parks are calling or sending emails, I guess, to people saying your reservations have been canceled due to high water. Yeah, your campsite your, flooded. Your campsite's flooded, or the ground's just so soggy, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, there you can't use any of the facilities and stuff. So they've they've closed some of the parks. Yeah. Uh, delayed opening and delayed opening and delayed mm-hmm. opening. And so and people for are, June, it's still pretty yeah, cold too, right? Yeah. 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 It's been actually this week is starting has this past week is, is warmed up a bit. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's now starting. I think it's going to be the big change around yeah. now. I think everything's starting to get back on track now. So you said you had, you wore your bug jacket for the first time. So was that just the bugs were bad or were the bugs really bad? The bugs were a bit worse than normal. Yeah. Yeah. Not overly, but when you're trying to do stuff and they're bouncing off your face, I, I you know, yeah. I got the bug yeah. jacket. I just don't. Now we did have the big bug, uh, shelter okay. in there, but I didn't want to, I'm, I'm not big on sitting in the bug shelter. I'd mm-hmm. rather be outside moving around sort of thing than yeah. s- just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, they, they were, they were a little bit worse than normal. Not, yeah. not oodles and oodles that I'm going to stay home, mm-hmm. but. Like I say, though, I didn't, I didn't get a ton of bug bites at all. I think I got yeah. like four or five on my hands, mm-hmm. you know, but it's more the fact they were bouncing off my face. They keep bouncing. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's not that they were biting nonstop. Mm-hmm. They're just, you're sitting there and you're getting them in your eyes and they're getting in yeah. your ears and you know, you're talking all of a sudden you get one in your eye and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, in your mouth and flying in your mouth, flying up your nose. Yeah. And, yeah. They weren't so much the biting as bouncing off your face. Yeah. So I yeah. just, you know, enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just silly now, you know, and, uh, no ticks yet. Haven't seen any ticks. Yeah. I haven't no. seen any either. I've been worried about it this year, but, yeah, uh, I haven't yeah. seen any. Doing the, the tick checks and everything yeah. like that. And, yeah. you know, nothing yet. Um, Braxton Barden. Yes. Uh, he was on episode 163 talking about the lower Mississippi water trail. Yes. And river gator and stuff like that. He sends me a little message saying, hey, last minute airline ticket going up to Algonquin Park. Oh, nice. Middle of the week. Or like, I guess they got, I guess he went into Ottawa on the Saturday. And so they, he was up or, there while we were in the park. For your last night? couple. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, your last couple of days there. They, he huh. was up in the park. It sounds like he was going to go up through Canoe Lake, and then I haven't had a chance to chat with him yet. Yeah. But it sounds like he was going to go up through Canoe Lake, and I told him to make sure he checks out the Tom Thompson Cairn and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Odom Pole and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And, cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, it sounds like he was uh, really looking forward to getting up yeah. there. And so I'll, I'll have a chit chat with Braxton nice. and, and see what happened there. But yeah, flying all the way up from Georgia to, to Ottawa and then zipping across, grabbing some gear and yeah. going in for a quick three-day three day paddle, I think it was. And yeah. So there is quite a bit happening around here, man. Mm-hmm. Lots happening. <laughs> um, do, 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 What else? Yeah. So let's take a quick break here and then we're going to come back and we're going to get a quick, because we are planning on getting the group in. Yeah. We're going to get the guys data. in from the Muse link. Uh, so we don't want to hammer this to death. We want to over talk it. So we'll just, I, I guess we could make a few high points to about yeah, this. From your, but then, your yeah. From my it. perspective. Yeah, but and then, then we'll, we'll get the guys in. We'll talk about more detail stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a quick break here and we'll come back and do a quick little overview of uh, your meanest link excursion. Yes. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. So, Derek, the meanest link. Mm-hmm. You, you went on the trip. You had some... Been there, bought the t-shirt, survived, yeah, came been, back. Been there, done that. I know at the beginning when you were first talking about it, uh, you had some misgivings about it. Um, thinking, oh, you, little things you expected. Yeah. You were him and Han, whether you should actually go or not. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it was nerves or what it was. But I know the biggest thing you were worried about uh, going was the cold. Because it was early June. I was, and so it, I wasn't worried about temp- air temperature cold. I was worried about water. water cold. Yeah. And I knew that we were going to have to spend a day or two walking up the Big East. Yeah. And so I had, I had some fairly serious concerns about wading through cold water. It's like the, on the Big East, you don't have a choice. You are walking in water. You, there's, there's short sections where you can paddle. Uh, and on the lower end of the Big East, you can paddle quite a bit of it. But once you start getting up into the shallower spots where you're just going to keep ground, grounding out on the on the canoes, you're going to have to get out and walk. And, and you know, with the, the human weight out of the canoes, then they're easily lined up river, but you're going to be lining up river. You're staying in water, trying to stay on shore, yada, yada, yada. But uh, surprisingly, the water was not that cold. Really? We spent the day, you know, varying depths up to sometimes up to our waist, but most of the time just about, uh, you know, mid-calf up to our knee in water and sometimes even shallower. So it wasn't too bad. It uh, the, the water levels were high enough that we never had to unload the canoes on the Big East, but the water temperatures were perfectly fine. Well, that's cool. Perfectly fine. 
And you didn't have to carry the canoes at all. At the yeah, we never had to unload That's them. Perfect. You yeah. can't ask for anything better there. Because we've heard stories about people having to uh, portage up the Big East. Oh, with all the rock gardens. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, with the waters that low. Yeah, but we just I just kept lining and lining and lining. It was it, it worked out quite well. I was quite happy. Good. And so it wasn't that 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 section wasn't as bad as you thought. No, it wasn't as bad. It was, it was long. It was grueling. And you know, when early in the day, when you're, when you're focused and you're paying attention to everything around you, it's not too bad. But later in the day, when you're getting tired, you're starting to slip and trip more. You're skinning your shins on the rocks. And, and so, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, and sometimes even depending on the angle of the light, it's easy to see what's under the water so you can place your feet. Right. But then other times when there's a little bit more ripply or a bit more glare, then you're like hoping for the best as you're walking up the river, right? So, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at lining. So I, I kept uh, into the shallow water, dancing off rocks on the edge and the canoe out there sailing it up the river and stuff like that. So it, it, that worked out pretty well, but uh, I, I do have a lot of scars on my shins. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, bugs. So the bugs were, uh, the bugs were not bad at all for the first, say, seven or eight days. Okay. It was pretty good. Like we were, it was, uh, the first sections were windy, kept the flies away, north end of the park. It's, uh, the hatches was, the hatch was just starting to begin. So you had some bouncing off your head, but nothing biting. It was in the later stages when we were down. So just for everybody to know, we uh, we had the, the typical clockwise route. We started at Oxtongue to Huntsville, Huntsville to Cedar, Cedar to Opiongo, Opiongo back to Oxtongue. So th- those are the typical segments. So in, in you know, the, for the first seven or so days, we were either in windy conditions or we were up in north end of the park where the, a lot of the black flies and mosquitoes hadn't hatched. But then when we, the last couple of days... When we got back down along the Highway 60 corridor, I honestly have never experienced bugs in that quantity ever before. It was the worst black fly and mosquito conditions I've ever experienced. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, we, we had uh, offloaded the bug jackets because yeah. we didn't think we needed them. <laughs> so we, uh, when you visited us at uh, Opiongo, yeah, yeah. we just said, hey, well, get rid of some gear that we're not using, right? So we get rid of the bug jackets. Fortunately for me, on the, the Crow River, I found just one of those head bug nets. Oh, it, was yeah. just, it was just hang, It was just on the ground at one of the portages. And I was like, hey, cool. Stuck it in my pocket. You know, Grant goes, hey, well, you, you were thinking you got that. I was like, nope, I just found it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so that, uh, that saved my bacon towards the, on the last section of the, uh, of the trip. So for the most part, I had, uh, was wearing a Tilly hat that helped pull the mesh away from my skin. I had a, uh, a buff on that, uh, kept, uh, the, the mesh and everything away from my skin so that the bugs aren't eating you through the mesh, right? right. The netting. But, uh, yeah, that saved my skin. It was, uh, so I only had got a few bites on my hands and so I was lucky, but the other guys, they got eaten alive. Well, when I met you guys at Opiongo for the resupply there, um, I was surprised that you guys weren't wearing the bug jackets. Yeah, it was so nice. Because you guys were saying, you know what, there's there's some gear here. There's no sense us carrying it. Yeah. So here, throw it in your truck and yeah. we'll get it from you here, later. take sort these of deal. stupid bug nets. Yeah, these bug jackets <laughs> we haven't used. Yeah. And I'm like, really? So, okay, well, okay, whatever. And I took them and yeah. then, yeah. yeah. So I was kind of wondering, like, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> things changed <laughs> really fast. <laughs> Once we, as soon as we left Opiongo and started heading across the portages into some of the other lakes and it was like, oh no. <laughs> well, when you started the trip from Ox Tongue, you guys were heading towards your first stop in Huntsville. Yeah. And you had like Fairy Lake and whatnot. Yeah. And you had massive winds. So yeah. So the, and every section, every segment presented its own issues or concerns or difficulties or whatever, right? So Challenges. going into it, I, I was worried about the cold water in the Big East. I wasn't worried about anything else. But then once you start going on the route, and uh, again, we can elaborate on this when we get the whole group together, but uh, yeah, so the, the first segment, it was, so that was, that would have been around the 2nd of June. So on the 2nd of June, we were headed on the first leg. And, uh, some pretty heavy winds, some big mm-hmm. rollers, uh, so there's a, there's pretty big waves on Fairy Lake and Vernon Lake. And <laughs> so it, that presented its own challenge. I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, steering a canoe. So I wasn't, I'd had no serious concerns. It's just when you come into a beach and you get, start get broadsided by waves yeah. and it fills the canoe very quickly, but Hey, you're going ashore anyway. So. So yeah. it's easier to stay upright and dry when you're out in the middle of the lake. It's when you get in shallow water, start bumping along that things get kind of, you know, Dicey. sketchy. Yeah. Right? But yeah, so that, that was, that was that problem for the first leg. Then it was the big East, which turned out to not be a problem because it was, water was warm. I was right. pretty happy with that. And, you know, some of the bigger lakes were, you know, the, we didn't have a lot of wind on the, on the, on the Northern end of the sections. But then you get down the Petawawa and we had to go up the Crow. And with high water, there was, uh, there's a, a fair amount of flow and we're going upstream, right? So there's a couple of really big portages. But they were good portages. Like they were fairly level. There was a few little climby spots, but it was it was pretty easy. Right. You know? and, and along the Petawawa, there's like train track portages, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so you where the train tracks yeah, used to go. Yeah, so right? that was super easy. So it, uh, you know, there's every, every section, like I said, had its own challenges, but for the most part, it was, uh, it was really just time. Yeah. Just a long time to do. There's a lot of, just 420 kilometers. You know, everybody seems to have measured different. I'm not sure who has the most accurate measurement, but the, uh, AO measures it at 420. A couple other people have it at like pegged at like, you know, 198 or 195. And so it really depends on who's measuring it, where and when, right? So yeah, I go by the, um, Algonquin Outfitters. Yeah. And they're 420. Cause they're, they're pretty much the yeah. keepers of the information. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, they're the ones that started all that sort of thing too. Right? Yeah. So, so they, we got a, we, we managed to luck into visiting a lot of really cool people along the route. And, uh, so they, they did explain the history of the Minus Link. It was AO wanted to get their employees out and on the water. This seemed like a typical challenge. You can canoe from, you can trip from AO store to AO store. And it, it, it was a great idea to get things all tied in and get everybody out and on trips. And they said they'd never really planned on it being exposed or being used by anybody outside of AO. Right. It was in, but now a lot of like Camp Pathfinder does the challenge and stuff like that. So a lot, there's a lot of groups out there that, uh, that do this route. And, uh, so now they're saying like, well, there's all kinds of people that are now challenging it as a single route, as a single go. Well, we had discussion 
I can't believe they don't have, because they do a big board, right? Yeah. They have a, a board there where they say, yeah, you know, these are the people that did the. Yeah. The other thing is the Brent run, which we've done. Yeah. Is that an AO thing? Or I don't know that... if it's an AO thing or maybe that's why they don't, it's not as popular. Yeah. Is, is the Brent run because you go from um, Canoe Lake all the way up to Cedar yeah. and back, right? So is it not Pathfinder? It's, what's the camp there it starts at? You have to start at the camp. You have to. Yeah. Go. Oh, I'm talking complete blank on the yeah. camp right now. Uh, but yeah, yeah. There's the, you got to start there and mm-hmm. zip all the way up to, up to the Brent store to, and back and then all the way back right? down as fast yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. You guys, on that. Were, were the records like 27 hours? Something like that. Yeah. We did it in like 40. Yeah. But you guys. But we you, stopped. You, yeah. You guys was, stopped and slept for, yeah, there was for the night. And, a couple of people were getting a bit tired and somebody had slipped and we figured, you know what? It's getting dangerous. Yeah. It's getting, yeah. yeah. So let's stop. Time and, for a break. And, and break for a while. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there, there's. Now, have you ever been to this AO store up in Brent this, before? This trip was the first time. So you've never met Jake Pigeon before? I did this time. <laughs> what a guy, eh? Cool guy, yeah. 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 He's been there since the 70s. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's pretty neat to to see that that, that store is a museum. Oh, yeah. You go in yeah. there and it's like, ah, this is pretty incredible. There's yeah. stories on the walls. There's there's all these antiques, all that through the store. And it's it's, it's really an amazing, just an event in itself just to stop well, by even, and visit. Even the history from Jake himself. Oh, he talks yeah. about stuff. You're just like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was talking about all the all the groups that he used to uh, guide through the park. And he's talking about his worst portages, his nice, his favorite portages, his, you know, stuff the guys. He's a, yeah, he's a mother load of information. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And he's still clear minded and yeah, he's still on top of his, his game, right? Yep. I don't think he White hair, his... white beard. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Nice guy. Nice guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really nice guy. Uh, what did you think of the Dixon Bonfield Portage? I didn't mind it. Yeah. I, it was, it was one I of those it scares things. everybody because it's long. It's long. And you know what? It was, uh, so the Dixon Bonfield, it was one of those things that, you know, in years past, it's like, nah, I'm never doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not on my plan. I don't need yeah. to see it. I don't need to do it. It's not part of my thing. I don't clearly care about it. I'm not even going to bother. It's not, I'll never plan a route through there. So when this Minus Link uses that part of the route, it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm doing the Dixon doing Bonfield. It, yeah. But you know what? That, uh, it's, it's wide, it's heavily traveled. There's, uh, there's not a lot of mud holes. It's, uh, it was easy to traverse and get through. There's no major climbs or descents. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, five I, kilometers of, uh, bondage. And I think that's what gets everybody. It's, it's five kilometers. So you gear yourself up for this five kilometer yeah. horrible portage. Yeah. And then you get there and it's just like, straight yeah. across sort of thing. Right. But there's one out of catfish called the luckless portage and it's like over two kilometers. Yeah. And it's pretty much the same thing. Oh yeah. It's wide, it's flat, but in you do that in the summer when this, the heat's coming down and all, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> but if, if you did it any other time when it's nice, a nice cool day or something like that. Yeah. Oh man, it'd be gorgeous going across there. <laughs> 
But yeah, the, and I think that's the thing with the Dixon Vonfield one is everybody said, well, it's five kilometers can be horrible. It's a challenge. Like, and then when you get to the end, you're going, well, I really it wasn't all that. It took a long time, but it was uh, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. And you know, like the, uh, I was talking about the different segments of the Minus Link are, have their own challenges. So like, you know, the crow was kind of sort of the challenge and the crow, the crow portages were a bit of a challenge on, on the Brent to Opiango. But. As far as portages go, the uh, especially the first portage out of Opiango, but those portages are some of the worst portages I've ever done in my life. Coming going from Opiango across the Highway 60 corridor yeah. and to Oxtung, like I've never been on anything as bad as that. Like uh, there's a 3.3 to 3.4 kilometer portage. And I tell you, by the end of it, all of us were thinking that was like nine or 10 kilometers. It had to be like, there's blowdowns. You're cutting through the woods, trying to get down giant trees. And there had to be like at least a dozen or more blowdowns where we had to figure a way around the blowdown. And then there's sections where like, we are almost up to our waist in mucky, stinky water. With all the dents and dings on my shins, I'm surprised I didn't get an, an infection. Infection or some sort. Oh, it was some nasty water. And you can't see what's under it. You don't know if there's a boulder or, yeah. or a log or nothing, right? You're just blindly walking through this this gooey, soupy, jello-like crap, right? It's just, oh, stinks so bad. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to get infected. <laughs> it was once, nasty. But once you got down into the Madawaska, south of. So the Madawaska, it had its own challenges. So we were going with the current. Yeah. So it's like, oh, about time, <laughs> about time with the currents with us. But the, the current was so slow that it yeah. didn't, it, there was no advantage there. And the Madawaska just, it's, as the crow flies, it's, I don't know. 10 or 15 kilometers, but all the twists and turns, it yeah. was about 60 or something. It was like yeah. nuts. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've done the right from Whitney, put in a Galeri and gone all the way to cash. Okay. And yeah, you're, there's a, the, the first part is, is fine. Yeah. You get into the Pog, you get into Lake of Two Rivers, mm-hmm. you cross that. And then once you start there. Yeah. And it just winds and winds and winds and like you see this massive beaver meadow sort of thing yeah this little yeah. river going through it and i know you cover every inch of that meadow. i know you don't know like <laughs> from your eye level you're going through all you see is beaver meadow yeah and so it's like where does this go so you you take a turn it's like oh no that's a dead end okay back up go this way yeah and so you you quickly learn to see the clues of where the water's flowing so you just you just go where the water's coming from right mm-hmm. so it's it, so in the end it was uh so on so on the MAD, it was, yeah, we were fighting current on the MAD, but it was, it's the ox tongue we were going with the current. Oh, yeah. With the Madawaska, the current was flowing towards us into Lake of Two Rivers. But then when we got onto the ox tongue river, that, that heading down to the lower end, that was a very was, slow moving deep river. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And going down the Madawaska there, south of Highway 60. Yeah. Um, you had what? Two, there's one at Mew Falls, the portage at Mew Falls. Yeah. There's one around a bridge at Track and Tower. Yes. Uh, and then I think that's there was it, like, isn't it? There was 
five. There was a one like a fifty meter pushover, and there's a couple small ones. There's a lot of small yeah. ones. I think the longest was three hundred and sixty meters, and that was at the bridge or something. Mm-hmm. There was a whole combination of where the track and tower trail combines with all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like this rabbit worm of trails. Yeah, we got held up there one year. We were doing that little trip, and there was a bunch of tourists in um, Grumman, metal Grumman canoes. Oh, wow. And they're making such a racket. <laughs> and then they all, they blocked the portage and everything and had uh. decided they were going to eat lunch. Oh. So they all just took their canoes, ran them up on shore, oh, sat in their canoes. And eat their lunch in their canoes mm-hmm. at the end of the portage. So you just walk over their canoes. So it's just like, <laughs> guys, somebody's got to move here. You guys, like a little bit of portage yeah. etiquette here and, and whatnot. So got them sorted out and off we went. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is a, it's a long paddle. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think it is, but yeah. it's all the windy and, but the portages aren't all that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that. No, the, yeah. The portage is not bad at all along that section. Yeah. But I tell you, coming out of uh, Opiango, nasty. And then you went, now was it cash and then into smoke? And then is, was it smoke across the highway again to get up to Pathfinder? Uh, I'd have to look at a map. I don't have the whole thing in my head. Okay. With that. Yeah. But you had to cross the highway again. Mm-hmm. And you got into Pathfinder. Yeah. And then from there, you were north of the highway all the way down Pretty through. Pretty much. So how was, I, how was the uh, portage around Ragged, Ragged Falls? It was, am I thinking of what? Uh, the big falls. Yeah. Big, massive one. Trust that me. Wasn't, it was, that was sketchy because it was, we had, it was raining at the time. It's steep, slippery, and rocky. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and. So there's, uh, there's a lot of foot traffic there. So <coughs> pardon me. So you're like, uh, okay, there's, there's five trails. Which one do I take? <laughs> because there's so much foot traffic that there's just, it's, there's, there's a, it, it, the whole forest is trail. Yeah. So we ended up taking the very outer leftmost thing. And then we kind of had to uh, crisscross back down because it was so steep getting back down to the yeah. water. Yeah. It, it really is, uh, because I mean, I've been there before just to go take a peek at the falls, right? Yeah. When yeah. the high rotter's going. Uh, is there any sections of this that you would do it again? I'd do the whole thing again. Would you do the whole thing again? I would. Same it time would, of year, different time of year? It wasn't as bad as I had envisioned. It was, it was nice having the high water on the Big East this time of year. Uh, on along the Highway 60 corridor, I would choose to do that later in the year because of the bugs but yeah you get a good bug jacket doesn't yeah. really matter right yeah it, it's you don't pass them off at a resupply yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah it was uh i i don't think there's uh if i were to do it again i'd do it in the spring again mm-hmm. right just because of high water it yeah. helps that's a big thing right yeah it does help a lot and uh so instead of a bump grind on the big east it was just a nice lining exercise uh, the upper end of the park through the Nipissing into Cedar, that was nice having high water because it was, uh, it was unusual because in anybody who had gone through previously would have cut some of the alders. Right. So where you would normally kind of shoot through the openings, you, the water level is so high that you had to duck and lay down in the canoe and to get through. Right. Right. So, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I don't see, there's, I don't see any part that I wouldn't do again. Cool. Yeah. Now you guys had the spot unit. 
Yeah, we, so, it was, and that made us kind of nervous. We had people following us along the way, and, and so it's kind of weird having so many people having their eyes on us, right? Because mm-hmm. normally, like, I've I, I used a, a spot a couple times, and I just shared with a couple friends and family. Yeah. So, you know, there's maybe two or three people watching me. But here, there was... Dozens. From like dozens, hundreds, yeah. right? Well, that's exactly, because there's the meanest link Facebook page in that, and we'd be putting little messages and all that. Yeah. You know, like I'd be sitting there, Gord Baker from Algonquin Outfitters would be sitting there saying, you know, on the water early today and see how far they make it. And and I yeah. know the last, uh, the one day where I was thinking you guys were going to make it all the way to Tea Lake mm-hmm. and uh, maybe stop there. Because yeah. I know you guys had said, wait, we can push all the way through and make yeah. it. And um I'm like, no, nah, you're going to make it as far as T, but you guys actually decided to take advantage of Pathfinder. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, they're, 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 they're in Pathfinder. For the night. They're in for the night. They're probably having a, a good meal and sleeping what, at Yeah. A, what an amazing event that and, was. So it was, there was a few things just, and it was all due to timing, right? So we, we ended up staying at the Highview cabin along the way, which was really nice. Yep. It was, uh, it, it's one of those things we hadn't really thought of and it, we, we went to the parks office at the end and we paid for the Highview cabin. We paid for the nights that we got delayed. And so we made sure that, uh, so what are Danielle at, uh, Magdadawan, she took care of all our pre-trip billing and post-trip billing. So, right. so, uh, they were, the park is very understanding when it comes to Minus Link. They understand it. Danielle is right on top of it out of Magdadawan. So she, uh. I talked to her a couple times and, uh, so yeah, she was fully understanding. She understands the challenges of the meanest link. So we, we settled up and because we hadn't meant to stay at the cabin. So, right. so, uh, we settled up for that after the trip, but so it was nice. The timing, we, we got to stay, we probably would have pushed on another couple hours, but when we were going along the portage, it's like, well, it's a really nice cabin. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. We stopped early that night. We stopped at about uh, seven thirty, eight o'clock, I think was. And, uh, we, uh, then we got to Cedar and, uh, first thing in the morning, we headed up to the, uh, the next morning we got to the Brent store and talked to Jake. And so it was, that was nice. It was, uh, we spent an hour or so there. We got some resupply. We bought some stuff at the store and, uh, so with high water and stuff like that, some some of the challenges that we thought were going to be a problem, like the Crow River, wasn't as much as a problem because it was just a swollen river. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was neat to be able to stop at each of the AOs, and you know they they kept meeting people, and you know people knew of us, and you know it was it was neat coming into Huntsville. We uh, we met uh, these two people. Like I'm, we're paddling along, and uh, these this couple paddles up close to us. Hey, Minus Linkers? Just like, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause we're all having these conversations yeah. On, yeah. on the Facebook page and yeah. stuff like that. So there's yeah, one... for something like that, it's a bit different to have the spot unit. Cause there's so many people yeah. watching and, and they're interested in it. But you know what we met, we ran into and we've haven't been able to figure out who it was, but he's a Swift. And so we were doing a portage. It takes a road and you go from, I'd have to look at the map, but anyways. Is it rich? I don't know who it was. No, no, okay. we met Rich. Okay. He's the owner of AO, right? Yeah. Yeah, we met him at the at the end when we visited uh, AO Huntsville and he came out and chatted with us, got some pictures with us. Right. Pretty cool. That's another story. Uh, but uh, we were doing this portage, which is, we, we, I think it's the only one that was on a road. So this was a trafficked road. This is a road road. Okay. Right? So we're coming, humping along and 
this guy, he doesn't even have Facebook. He just, he, we're humping along the road and he, uh, pulls to a stop. Hey, Minus Link. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> so I think not too many people do that road. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he knew instantly. He says, yeah, I'll have to talk to Gord. He usually tells me when people are doing the Minus Link. So, so it was kind of neat. But yeah, it was, we kept meeting people along the way that just knew about us or yeah. knew about the link or came out to see us or. Well, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to do yeah. when people are doing it. There's a, there's, cool. It's getting more popular yeah. too. Yes, it you is. You know, so. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I talked to Gord because one of the rules is, um, you can't do it solo. Yes. But I had a conversation people with People have him, done it. And people have done it and it's. With the spot unit and everything yeah. now where you can press the button and yeah. all that. Because that was a whole big thing before you, they, they said not to do it. It's uh, a safety sold thing. Because you it was pure a, safety. If somebody falls yeah. and busts a leg, yeah. who's going to who's gonna be there to pick you up? Exactly. Right? But now when you've got the, the spot units or the in-reach and all that sort of stuff, you can yeah. press a button and people know you're in yeah. trouble. Yeah. Out they come sort but of thing. But it's a challenging so, route. I still think they would prefer you don't do solo. Oh and, yeah, definitely. And, definitely. And they're not, I don't think they would very much promote it like they do a yeah. group trip. Because it is, you are putting yourself at risk. It yeah. is a very challenging route. It's not that safe to do solo. Yeah. It's easy, really easy to become injured. Like we had a few events along the way where it was good that there was multiple people, right? Like uh, when we got to Rain Lake, I I hadn't consumed enough calories. It was just, just finished in the Big East. So we were, I was a little chilled because of the Big East, but it wasn't bad. The water wasn't that cold, but then it rained. And I hadn't eaten enough. So uh, my core temperature dropped. And so I thought, okay, well, portage is like a, a thousand meter portage or whatever it was. I said, you know, I took one of the heavy packs and humped along the portage trail. And it's like, perfect. This will warm me up. It did not warm me up. I, I was, I, you, you expect with a, you know, 50, 60, 70 pound pack that you're going to warm up. But uh, by the end of it, I was getting colder and colder and colder. And it's like, uh oh, so we stopped early that night. I crawled into a sleeping bag and, uh, and they kept right feeding me food up. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I was, uh, I was getting hypothermic that day. So that wow. was, and that's one of those events. If you're solo, who's going to be there to they pick up, the, who's going to be there to pick up the pieces and you know what I mean? Like I, I was trying to warm up in the, uh, in the sleeping bag and if I was solo, I'd be like eating cliff bars or something, I guess. Yeah. It'd be too cold to do much else, right? Because you you don't think clearly when, in the first stages of hypothermia, you stop thinking clearly. You get confused. Yeah. And so, and then things just spiral out of control. And you're not going to be wanting to make a fire and all that sort no. of stuff at that point. Yeah. You just, you just want to get warm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So. And we never had a fire, not a single time. What about fishing? Did you do any fishing? I bought a special compact fishing rod to take on this trip and yada, yada, yada. And then on the the night before we hit the water, we laid everything out and we started pros and cons of everything. Mm -hmm. So most everybody said, we should bring a fishing rod. But no, 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 we should bring, no. <laughs> so in the end, we decided not to bring the fishing rod. And uh, going along the Nipissing, like yep. it was constantly, there was huge fish just jumping all around us. Like, oh. It doesn't matter if you had your rod. You're not going to catch them anyway. That's the point where everybody's looking. It was amazing and... to see all the fish. And 
And something that I, I never camp this time of year, right? Mm-hmm. I never go into Algonquin. I never do trips this time of year because I hate bugs. I hate bugs. Anyway, so what was weird to me is in a lot of these rivers and creeks, I was seeing these huge trout just swimming alongside underneath. Yep. I look over, it's like, oh, gee, that's a big fish. Because when I normally go in like August or whatever, the water's so warm, those suckers are deep, deep. in lakes. You yeah. never see them, right? Yeah. You have to know how to get to them then. So yeah, it was like, oh, oh, there's another big trout. Oh, look at that one. Look at that one jump. It was like, oh, ha, ha. so yeah, we didn't, we didn't do any fishing. We just, yeah, yeah, it was all business. Well, that's where you need to take your map with you and just put little X's. Fish here, <laughs> yeah. fish here, fish well, here. There'd be too here. many X's. Yeah. <laughs> there would be way too many X's along the Nipissing. I couldn't believe yeah. how many fish there were. Yeah. Like they were jumping everywhere and big uh, splashes. Like just big means jumps. you got to go back. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a good time. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. Don't want to get in too much more detail here because wait till the guys yes. are here. To, yeah. There's a couple other yeah. details I, I want to get into, but we'll wait till the, the group is together. So it, it's uh, just really interesting to be able to to relate all the finer details. And, and Grant, he's going to compile a lot of data for, for tripping time and paddling time and distance and elevation changes. He's going to have a bunch of numbers to crunch. And, and so we'll be looking at stuff like that. But it uh, overall, though, it was uh, every day everybody's going, well, I've had about enough of this. <laughs> but that's usually like early afternoon. Right. Like every one of us, like after about four o'clock, we just dug in. It's like, oh. Second wind. Everybody, yeah, everybody gets their second wind late in the afternoon. And so we just kept going until we decided it was too dark to paddle anymore. Right. And so we made up a lot of time in the evenings and we heard comments, people going, why don't they smell the roses? Why are they working so hard? It's like, you know what? This isn't a smell the roses trip. We were, this was a challenge. We were up to meet the challenge. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, when we catch your second wind at like four in the afternoon, it's like, keep going until it's dark. Yeah. Right. And so we did. Like, there's a couple times you stop early because of a cabin or something else or hypothermia or some yeah. silly thing like that. And so you stop early. But otherwise, with like, there's a, a few nights where we paddled right till till dark, about 10 o'clock. Yeah. And yeah, you, you know, know what? You guys made it yours. Yeah. Exactly. You know? yeah. You, you, yeah. As they say, you guys did you, right? Yeah. It was, and it was, I have no complaints. It was, it was nice. You know, I've, I've got some scars and bruises and stuff like that to show for it, but. Hey, it was, it was awesome. And cool. just, you know, I think, uh, give me another week and I won't be tired every day anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I really, uh, chewed up a lot of energy. I, uh, I pushed and, you know, I, en- I enjoyed the challenge. I enjoyed pushing every day and, uh, it was, it was a lot of work, but it was, it was pleasurable work. It was like, yeah. it was like, you know what? Well, that's what you guys had said there. Yeah. You were enjoying the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, so you it was know. good. I, uh, I, it took me a while to figure out how much weight I lost because my legs swelled up. So when I got back, I weighed myself. It's like, I think I gained weight. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking you might gain or lose like yeah. three pounds. <laughs> yeah. So uh, every, every day after I got back, so we got back Wednesday and, uh, my legs were pretty inflated just because I spent a lot of time paddling solo. So I was kneeling a lot right? and, uh, in the water a lot, my feet were wet for like, you know, 15 hours a day. So I, my legs, my lower legs swelled up. So for the first few days I was losing about three pounds of water weight a day. <laughs> and in the end, and I was, st- I was started to eat 
and relax a lot more. But uh, I figure I lost over 15 pounds. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I've gained about three back now, but uh, I haven't been this thin in about 15, 20 years. <laughs> I think you look thin because you got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, it's it's probably not the best diet. So the Algonquin weight loss diet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just do the meanest link. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll get everybody in here and we'll do a, a longer segment and a, yeah, a dedicated yeah. show to this. And exactly. Get it, get yeah. everybody. But there's some, there's some highlights that everybody really appreciated that we got to do that you wouldn't normally do. Like there's a lot of stuff in the, in the back country that you don't normally see. You don't, you're not normally in those areas. It's like, Oh, look at that. You know? So yeah. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of those details when everybody's here and we'll talk about the trials and tribulations and injuries and we'll go into, you know, try not to get in too much detail because we're going to try and limit it to just a single show. <laughs> not three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, I'd definitely do it again. I, uh, I, I, I got a lot out of it. Good. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I yeah. really, I would have liked to have done it, but unfortunately it's. I couldn't for because, timing yeah. for vacation. Yeah, you know, I when I initially what they asked you, then they asked me, and I said, eh, yeah, sure. And then I backed out. I said, no, I don't have enough vacation time. And then my schedule got rearranged. It's like you know what, I'm back in again. Yeah. So it was. Uh, so, but it's a challenge to try and fit this much time. Like, like uh, they're not that happy with me at work because I'm. I've taken. Four, three of the four weeks of June off. <laughs> Oops. It's like, who's going to do your job? <laughs> Not me. I'll do it when I get back. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, like I say, looking forward to uh, getting yeah, everybody in here and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it uh, in more detail. Uh, let's take a quick break here and we'll come back. I want to talk about uh, a letter we got from uh, one of our listeners. Hey, this is Sean Rowley and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. The weekend in April 13th and 14th, we were at the uh, Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. Yes. And on the way back, I stopped in Pickering at the Frenchman's Bay there, off of Liverpool here. Yeah. Um, Pickering. 24-hour. The Monster and Sea 24-hour paddle against cancer. Yeah. Uh, Warren King from uh, Mackay Paddle Surf was there. And they got a group of uh, stand-up paddle boarders. And basically there's different spots across North America that they do this and they raise money for a local family that is going through hardships brought on by cancer and the money to goes towards paying bills and all these other little, 
little yeah. things that you don't help them make up shortfalls of. that it, it when there's less stress when you're dealing with that kind of thing that kind of those kind of health issues to have the financial stress alleviated a bit it helps with it, the it really does it, it relieves it takes all the edges off yeah so if you want to hear more about that you can check out uh, our episode 166 mm-hmm. that's the episode we talked about uh, about this and um yeah so we i stopped in and, and was talking and seeing them do their paddle and stuff like that and i think it was pretty close to midnight uh, by the time i got there and whatnot but they did it for 24 hours it, it was really cool and I received a message from, um, the daughter of the gentleman that they were raising the money for this year. Yes. And, uh, so she sent me a little letter here and I'd just like to read it here. It said, hi guys, I want, wanted to write to give you an update on the friend of yours that, you know, in the paddling community and in the first responder circle who was recently diagnosed with cancer. I am as old as a daughter, and I know you wished him well when we first found out about his diagnosis. At that time, our lives were turned upside down. Not knowing what the plan would be, how severe the cancer was, how this would change our routines, and how he would feel. I am happy to tell you that he has completed all of his chemo and radiation treatments. When you're reading this, he has also received his surgery date, and we will be waiting for that. I know he is listening to this podcast either driving to work his ukulele group, or running errands, which usually involves Costco. I wanted to know how proud we are of him. He never once complained about treatment or how disruptive it was to his schedule. His work has also been amazing by accommodating his appointments if necessary and ensuring he takes care of himself. I will close this by just saying a huge thank you to all of you who have supported us, offered such kind words of encouragement. We are ready for the next step of this journey, which will include surgery and recovery, and will continue to kick cancer's ass. We love you, Dad. Thanks, guys. Claire. So hopefully everything's going really well here. Uh, Claire, thanks for the letter. It was really nice to get an update on how your dad's doing. And uh, yeah, hopefully he just kicks its ass. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Warren from uh, Mackay Paddle Surf and the group that did the uh, 24-hour awesome job, guys. And I'd just like to give a shout out to them. And uh, if anybody's around the Durham region, um, Pickering, Ajax, wherever, they're doing, Mackay Paddle Surf is doing their social paddle, paddles now. Okay. Uh, it's the beginning of the season. So they get out on certain days. If you go onto Facebook and uh, check out Mackay Paddle Surf, they'll have, I think this week they're doing one on Saturday. Um, you can contact Warren and he'll say, yeah, we're all meeting down at Rouge or at Liverpool or Rotary Park and Ajax, that sort of thing. And a bunch of them get together and they all go paddle together and like stand up paddle boarding yep. together and stuff yep. like that. So, so check out Mackay Paddle Surf and, uh, the social paddles. Um, Warren also, they did that trip to Amsterdam with a bunch of people. Yes. That See was the recent. pictures on yep. there. That was pretty cool. Yep. Right. Uh, seeing the, the, uh, windmills and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that was pretty good. So Claire, thanks for, for the letter. Hope your dad's doing really well. And, uh, you know, if you can keep us informed and let us know, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I think that's all we've got this week. That's all the agenda, all on the agenda. That's it, buddy. Uh, so if you want to find out more about us, you can check us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. 
And if all else fails, go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and you can download or stream live. And you can also check out our YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.